You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, so we're getting to uh, bodies, 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 uh, because we didn't want to see Beast. Right. I'm going to lay right. that out I, right now. <laughs> and, and spoiler for anybody who might want to, you know, assume what we're going to say. I think we made the right call. I, I do, too. I think. You know, I do sometimes too. we miss it, and I'm like, ah, I think we missed this one. We should have seen the other and film, not but... because I love this, but yeah, see, <laughs> you know, spoiler. or anything, right? Right. Um, but man, I you know, I don't know. If you think Beast is awesome, and you went to check it out, and you had a great time, you know, I guess there's good, a lot of movies out there good for, for you, to you see. buddy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so before we jump into the movie, though, um, I did just want to talk uh, real quick. So. Next week, um, I th- we'll have Samaritan, yeah, and what, what uh, three thousand years oh, of longing. Right. We gotta I've been uh, wi- all right. We gotta finally. get to that, and then the other thing that comes out. That's awesome! <laughs> and, I forgot that was. And it's funny coming out this week is the invitation, and uh, yep. if if you've seen the trailers for this, I swear to God, I watched. I watched the first time <laughs> I saw anything about the invitation. I. Literally, uh, sitting there watching it, thought yeah. it was a joke. I thought it was oh, right. like some kind of SNL yeah. gag or whatever. Right. And then it just kept happening. Right. right. <laughs> and then it was like, nope, this comes out. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, first of all, how many times have I seen this movie? Yeah. And, and in how many different ways? Right. And and it's not even, it's not even <laughs> just that it's like Get Out. But it's also, yeah. uh, you know, a mix of what is that other movie where the uh, um, the, the basically the same thing happens. The no, so lady, go, lady goes to the house, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it's the devil has a pact where, yeah, if um, the magic box picks this game, right. then we have to kill you. Whatever right. noise, and you know, whatever. It's basically the same thing, right. but it's so goofy looking, right? And, you know, if you worked on this movie, I mean, I'm, um, apologies or whatever, but it looked like a weird spoof, Calvin Klein like a, ad yeah. <laughs> turned movie or something. I yeah. don't know. It's so weird. But that comes out and uh, we won't be covering <laughs> at least. You're going to love it. Not right now. That might be in our uh, end of the year wrap ups right. when we just chuck Cover out everything. like a bunch of things we haven't covered. But yeah. anyway, that does come out. Um, and... Uh, next week coming out, which I don't think we're going to see, is uh, Honk for Jesus, which yeah. um, I I kind of only mention uh, just to you know drive home the fact that we are in the dregs of things coming out. You can go; it's it's actually it's so bad yeah. right now, right? And all the way until getting into October yeah, that you could go, you know, if you go to like IMDb and it'll say like upcoming movies, yeah, right? That's where I'm literally. Doing and, this. and you like and. scroll through that. And now what they have is, you know, that used to be a different thing, right? Yeah. That used to be like coming to theaters. Right. And you just scroll through, but now it's, it might be coming on streaming. Yeah. It might be coming on like some, Straight to DVD, right. even though I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I don't know. <laughs> like things come either. out, they're streaming somewhere. Yeah. But you scroll through that thing, and I swear to God, you can't tell what's going to be in the theater. You don't know what these movies are. There's like yeah. very little. And the and so Honk for Jesus is one that's actually theater. has some marketing behind it. Uh-huh. Uh, and you'll see the spots for it. But man, does it look just bonkers and i don't need to watch it i don't know i mean i do need to watch it but (laughs) i don't i don't have high hopes for it right just based on uh you know my own personal biases right right? just my own personal like i don't need to see that story i don't care how good the movie is if if everyone in it is awesome and the script is awesome i'm still gonna be bored out of my mind the best i'm not interested it's already a four and a half right yeah (laughs) no i know 
Uh, anyway, but in that mix of all of the crazy things that are coming out as people theoretically get desperate to go to the theaters and they're like, oh, man, whatever. Yeah. Uh, one that I think is bizarrely flying under the radar that comes out on the 16th of September that is uh, like I just don't see any marketing push for it at all is uh, see how they run. See, I already had that up. I knew that. And uh, and it, yeah. it looks it's a weird thing because it's a director that you won't know who hasn't done anything who's done like British television. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know. He got the nod for whatever uh, but it's got sam rockwell adrian brody saoirse ronan and also a whole bunch of other people yeah. and the story is it's like a murder mystery yeah, kind of great. something or another and it's uh the the setting is we're making the film version of some really popular play there's a, whatever the story however they work that but yeah uh, we're on like the movie production or something and then uh, you know somebody gets murdered right and now you know whatever hilarity ensues and we got like a murder investigator right. and it looks great yeah this like this the cast trailer is awesome. for it is cool the cast are all people that uh, I Yep, almost always love. And I'd see a film if it was just any one of them, right? <laughs> and it and no one will tell me about it. Wow. Right? No one will try to get me to go see it. It's weird. Right. I haven't seen any spots <laughs> for it. Uh, so don't let that one man. That's uh, gonna pass be here quick. That's just two more weeks. Yeah, yeah. That wow. is. Uh, it's really weird. Huh. And um, it's almost like three thousand years of longing. You know, like a year ago, I was hearing about that movie, yep. and like the last few days, I've heard about it. But in between, yeah, Crickets, <laughs> like nobody, right? nobody wanted to tell yeah. me that movie was. Well, there. I, I remember coming in and talking to you. We did it on the show too. It was a few episodes back. I had just seen the spot for it, and I thought Terry Gilliam's doing a thing, and I just was blown away by how much fun it looked. But I'm like, I didn't hear anything, right? And now and it's, it's getting uh, pushed. And, and it's Idris Elba gets to be in every movie in the theater, right? Uh, starting this week, and it's uh, Tilda Swinton, which yeah. is really weird because, uh, generally speaking, I don't like her. Yeah, um, she is. Uh, there are movies that even that she stars in, especially like smaller things, yeah. that I really love. Right, and she's the star, and she's in it all the time, and I really love the movie, but still, I kind of go. Eh, you know, I don't. Uh, that could be someone else. I'd be <laughs> like, right. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just don't She's love so her. She's so good. She makes it look effortless. Um, and, and she is really good. And then you'll yeah. see her in in something where she has a smaller role, and I will, I will like love it. I'll right. love that she's in it. Right. And still, I don't. I kind of don't <laughs> like her, right? And here's like the weirdest <laughs> thing that this all comes together. Uh, because I, I was telling you, um, I just rewatched Constantine. Oh yeah. Right. Because it was like on HBO max or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? And you know, so I put that on uh -huh. and I could not remember the end of that movie. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing. Like the last, almost half, not the whole half, but like, I really just couldn't remember it for some reason. Uh, and she's in it and I got done with that movie. I'm like, you know what? That's the only thing I've ever liked her in. <laughs> You know what it is? Because in that movie, I really liked her. Yeah. Like, she she's was good. great. She's good. It's, anyway. It's almost like I keep waiting for you whenever... It's not often, because other, other celebrities you don't have this kind of take on, but it's almost like you grew up with Tilda and she still owes you an Xbox or something. Yep. You're like, I don't care how good she is. I just don't like her. Yep. You know, it's almost like there's a personal like, yep, grievance. She was really good in that. You know, or you had a flight with her somewhere and she knocked a coffee on your book. And <laughs> even though it was a paperback, she just didn't offer to buy you another one. You know, one. I don't like, know. Like you've got you would, some weird grudge. You would think that I have some personal Yeah, it thing sounds like you've something. got a thing, but it's but like you're I also. I don't know. Like I just, I watch her stuff and I'm like, wow, she's doing that really good. And right. I don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> cracks me up, man. I, love I don't, it. I don't know, I don't yeah. know what it is. Uh, I have a few people like that actually, yeah. but uh, you know, it's like you go to the doctor and you're like, man, the doctor did a great job. I mean, right. I don't like him, right? But right. here I am, I'm walking. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, I'm know. walking out. Uh, anyway, so um, before we jump into the movie, we're also going to talk real quick about uh, Game of Thrones, House, House of, of Dragons, Dragon. whatever. Which um, 
you know, because it's the hot new thing and everyone has to talk about it until the Lord of the Rings comes out on Amazon or whatever. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it like broke a record on HBO Max. I'm like a little the surprised. Most streaming thing, whatever. Yeah. And this for me is, uh, this is a little weird for me because I don't know anything about like the books or the, oh, yeah, right, or anything, right. any other story. No source material. Or, uh, yeah, I have no source material experience whatsoever. Yeah. I really liked Game of Thrones. Yep. And then the last two seasons, I didn't like them as much, but they were still good. And uh, and a lot of the people in it were great, I, I thought. Um, but I really liked the series. And then the ending, I thought, was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, which is a little weird, all the drama coming up with, like, the ending hasn't actually been written right. that like that book's not written. That book's like still not written, right. I think. Right. Yeah. And now he keeps coming out saying it's going to be different than right. that. And I'm like, well, thank God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he goes, like he got to see that ending and go, well, I'm not writing that. Right. Because, right. <laughs> because we're doing it so weirdly backwards. But, uh, but I really didn't like the ending. But I really liked the show, right? Yeah. It didn't inspire me to read the books uh, ever. Right. Um, and the main reason for that, uh, you know, if people are fans of the books, and, uh, you know, I read. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like, well, obviously I didn't read that because I don't read anything. But uh, the reason for that is a really long time ago uh, in the books, not that anyone cares or this means anything, but somebody told me, um, I have this running thing, uh, like throughout my life. So friends know about her, about it or whatever, but you know, a long time ago when the princess bride was out and the story around the princess bride is that there's this book allegedly, right? I, I don't even remember this story. Right. But, um, when the, the guy who wrote the screenplay, uh, for it, uh, talked about how there was this book when he was a kid that was like this horribly boring book that his, you know, father, grandfather read him the story and he read him the story and he loved this story as a kid. And then he actually got the book later on and started reading it and was like, this is the most boring book ever because his grandfather was basically taking out all the parts where they described the curtains for five pages, (laughs) you know? So anyway, so that's like a big thing for me, right? Like I won't read a book that does that. Like right. you go on and uh, and anyway, so ages ago, like I mean, right. the, the books have been on, books have been out forever, right? But ages ago, um, one of my friends was like, "Yeah, this is really like a curtain book." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, well, I'm not reading that," and yeah. because they're gigantic, they are right, they're enormous. They're gigantic, and I have the information that they're gigantic because they're curtain books. And I'm like, yeah, forget it. Like, I'm not going to read those. Anyway, so I don't know the lore, and I don't know about uh, what connections or true source material this show relates to or whatever. Yeah. Um, And, you know, other people listening probably do, and I'm sure you can... Everyone knows like what, but I think the prequel is just weird when it starts because just knowing the show, I watch the show and I like the show and the show talks about the past and, you know, the bad King died not that long ago and yada, yada, yada. And, and it, it, you know, gives you a lot of like history of, you know, the people with the dragons ruling everyone and being evil bastards and whatever. (laughs) You know, whatever the story is. But now this show starts, and, like, the first thing that happens is it goes, this happened 172 years before the Mad King died. And I'm like, well, what the hell do I care about that for? I mean, like, I'm starting the show going, wait, what? This is, like, how much of a prequel? And then I start watching the show for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I started having Prey flashbacks, right? Because I'm like... We're in exactly the same world. So in 200 years... Right. This is how far (laughs) things have come along. Right. By the time we get to the original show, that's 200 years in the future, Like we have no advancements whatsoever. 
And, you know, history people might be saying, yeah, but look, uh, if you go from the year like 1100 right. to the year 1300, right. like how many advancements were there? And right. uh, my story is, aha, there were a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but we didn't have like magic and dragons and shit right. and right. whatever. And people only lived to be 15, though. I mean, people there were, were 20 generations were, in those two years. People were like inventing things and coming up with yeah. new things <clears throat> during the other show. Right. Which did not last 200 years or anything, right? Right. And I just thought it was weird that we went back to this thing. I'm like, you know, we're using all the same sets. Everybody's living the exact same life. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe the winters screw them up or maybe. whatever. Right. It slows everybody down. <laughs> there, there's a funny, this is just a weird side note to a side note. There's a funny meme going around when we're recording this. I saw it this morning and I saw it last night. And it's weirdly, I guess, getting shared around. But maybe I'm watching a lot of book groups because that's what I am doing online anyway. Uh, that Stephen King just wrote the book that George R. R. Martin is not being able to finish, The Winds of Winter. And he's like, and it, the meme says, it looks like a news Yesterday headline. Yesterday at lunch. The news headline, it says, uh, Bangor, Maine, prolific author Stephen King finishes George R. R. Martin's series, The Winds of Winter, on a Tuesday just for the hell of it. Right. You know, and I've seen a lot of people sharing this, like, and they're tagging people. They're like, Mark, right, do you right. know this? And everyone's like, it's a joke, dude. Like, right. But people are dialed in. So here's my here's my quick side note. Uh, I actually asked you if you thought this would be worth seeing for me because I have not seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Not one, not a minute of it. Outside of whatever gets shown when people are honoring Peter Dinklage right, or right, they're right. showing Daenerys at something and, you know, uh, and you were like, I don't think it matters. So I started watching it. And for me, watching that beginning opening and watching the text of 172 years before Daenerys does this thing and then watching all the text fall away except them highlighting 172 and her name. And I'm like, right. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, right. And I thought if that's how this is going to be, I'm just going to be a babe in the woods because I'm just watching something with no foundation except without ever having watched it, I understand a lot of it. Right. Cultural osmosis, you know, when you're in pop culture, it just oozes through. Hell, I know all about the Red Wedding just from South Park. Right. You know, I mean, right. I know a ton about, you know, Wind Walkers from, uh, you know, the trilogy of... Um, Christmas stuff that they did, you know, because it just spoofs right, right. Game of Thrones. So there's a fair amount of stuff that I do know, but watching it without knowing anything and then seeing the numbers come in, and I just thought that audience is still just devouringly right there. They're right. at the bit waiting, and you just wave some bacon in front of them, and now you get this frenzy. Man, that that's wild. Right. It's kind of wild. And I knew how big the show is. I like I didn't skip the show for any reason except... I thought I might read the books. And then a friend of mine who was really into the books said the first book is amazing. The second book is really, really, really great. The third book is really just a lot of backstory. And I went, wait a minute, I've seen these books. Like, I'm not reading 800 pages of just backstory. <laughs> right. She's like, yeah, but when you get to the fourth book, it really starts to pay off. I'm like, starts to pay off. <laughs> yeah. I, I got other things. It is really I got like, other things to do. You know, and I haven't read them, but I know a lot of people who have read them who are trying, you know, want me to read them yeah. and everything like that. And and it's the same sort of conversations where they talk right. about all this stuff or like uh I think it was the fourth one that you just said like um I remember when someone reading the fourth one like finished the fourth one they were yeah. like, "Oh, that was so good." And it was like, you know, it was great about it is like Nothing happened, but like stuff started to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly like that. It was like, yeah, it was all like coming together now. Right. And I'm like, you got to read that giant book for right. stuff to start to happen. Almost 4,000 like, pages for things to kick in. I'm like, this is a job now. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch the show. Right. Exactly. And that's when they, and that's when many of them were like, yeah, the show does a good job if you just want to surfish, like, Get the and I'm like I'll take the surface. That's what I want. I don't yep. need to deep that, dive on exactly things. I don't I need to know where the beads of somebody's dress was made and right. from what right. blood mine that cost. And no, thank yeah, you. No, it was it was weird. But so, so actually, looking at the show though, right? Okay. Um, I so I'm a big Matt Smith fan, right? Oof. So, and uh, yeah, because he was the doctor. Right? I, I know so that's there my you problem. go right. Um, I hate Doctor Who. So any anything that 
yeah. he's going to be in, right. uh, you know, I'm going to watch and probably like, especially if he's in a role where he's probably going to be like kind of a big deal. Yeah. If you are a fan of the original show, I think there's just no question that you're going to like this because it really is, even though it's a prequel, you know, you would never know that this is a different show, right? right? It's like you're just watching the same show. It's right. all the same, you know, exact sensibilities, the way we're presenting things, yeah. the way people talk, the way we're uh, being shown the stuff. Everything just yeah. feels exactly like it's just a continuation of the same show. Yeah including, you know, like I said, like how the scripts are written, how people speak to each other in a weird way almost, right? Yeah. Um, and this whole kind of, uh, you know, it's the intrigue yeah. that's really the thing. And the everyone's talking about their position and where they fit in society right. and why they're supposed to fit in society there yeah. and they, you know, live their lives or whatever. And uh, so I think going in, if you like Game of Thrones at all, like you're going to really like it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm I get a little thrown by people reviewing it and like talking about how great it is and yeah. going, oh, yeah, it's like awesome. And like 10 stars. Right. Uh, after they've only really seen one episode. Right. Like. Right. Really? I mean, who knows where this is going to go and what's going to happen? I mean, it's uh, it's all so up in the air. And there is, even though it's Game of Thrones, there is a crazy amount of trying to establish everything. And it was it was kind of weird for me. And in, in the weirdest uh, jamming together of two different things, because She-Hulk just came out. Right. And there's this yeah. and She-Hulk, right? <laughs> and both of these shows yeah. I thought were very weird in the same way where um, I think they will both in a very similar way be off-putting to people who are not just going, yeah, I'm in, like before they even watch it, right? right. Like the Game of Thrones fans are watching the show and they're like, well, I'm in. Right. It's, it's an nothing, obvious buy. Nothing matters, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, and yeah. and for certain Marvel fans yeah. or whatever, they're like, well, whatever, I'm going to watch She-Hulk. Right. And uh, I'm all in, and so do whatever you want. But for the people who aren't those people, right, both of those shows have the most outrageous amount of establishment yeah. for, in their, like, first episode. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, She-Hulk, we have to run through all this stuff about her getting her powers and and really quickly come to terms with the fact that now she's just, right. you know, got superpowers and she doesn't want to and she doesn't want to be a superhero. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just put a review up of this the other day, so I'm just like repeating oh. myself, right? But it's like... Um, you know, she has to go through the five stages of finding out you're a super a right. superhero in like 10 minutes, right? right sure. So she goes through Let's like all it. these yeah. different, you know, whatever. She's got to be like really mad. Then she's like basically like in denial and uh -huh. she's like going, no, I'm just not going to be. And, you know, mm -hmm. on and on and on. And then, and then we have to throw out all these characters and we have to put them in a position and we have to get to the place where she's just kind of working as a lawyer right. like because our shtick is that this is really just like a legal drama show right with you know like it's like ally mcbeal right right and right. we're going to use all of those tropes and talk about all those things and yeah. she's going to have clients she doesn't want to work with right and she's gonna, you know, date, yep. whatever. Right. And she's got her, you know, bestie paralegal that yeah, they're right, going sure. to dish, and you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because that's where the show's trying to get to right. this whole place where it's like, what if we just were, you know, right. a regular show? But oops, people have superpowers, and we have to wedge that <laughs> in, right? Right. But to get there, <clears throat> yeah. they have to just run, yeah, <laughs> like insanely, <laughs> yeah. Through all of this establishment, like, you know, uh, any normal show, right? You have like maybe 10 minutes of the pilot is kind of an establishment thing. Right. Here's this person. This is what, whatever. Yeah. And they'll like kind of get on to our gimmick. Right. And then 
more establishment of the character will like kind of just come as we do the thing. Yeah. Not just, you know, we're whizzing through like a slideshow of <laughs> yeah. you have to know all these facts. And how and House of Dragon is like the same thing. You know, the the show starts off, ooh, look, we're flying around on a dragon and everything, but it's like you know, you get to like the end of the first episode and, you know, God forbid, like the second episode. And then like you have to take a quiz on who everyone is. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, because you're just they're yeah. just throwing so many people out, so many things. You, they have to try and get you to understand the politics of the situation we're suddenly right. in so that they can talk about all these other. Right political the, nonsensical yeah. things and how they work and you know whatever but so i mean like i can't really rate it but it seems like it's really good and you just kind of have to trust it because right. it seems like it's really trying to be all of the same sensibilities and ideas that worked yeah and we're just going to keep making more of that and hopefully have good writing that like pulls it along this should nail it in a way that will both be beneficial to that audience, but also be a bit of a cheat. It's funny seeing the vast number of people who keep passing around uh, petitions to have HBO <laughs> fund a redo of the last two seasons because the fans hated it that much. Right. You know, definitely the last season, but they just want a redo to get the ending that they really want. And, you know, good luck with that. Eventually, it, the book will come out, right? And, and then and, it'll be like, hmm. right? So now you've had a few different ways to get it. It's it's interesting here that they clearly know what works because it got them to the success that they have and the intellectual property for them. They know what didn't work because they know what the last season for sure and the last, from what I understand, two seasons did in disappointing everybody. Now all you have to do is establish characters that people can get behind while coyly winking like we're moving towards that thing that you love remember remember right, right. you know that kind of thing and we'll drop a dragon in here and maybe some walker there you know and keep mentioning the buzzwords and oh look we'll keep watching okay as someone new coming to it and watching it and knowing just the briefest of things that were the touchstones I, you know i <clears throat> thought it was fun i, I had a right, good enough yeah, time yeah. doing it it was for me it was something that didn't rely too heavily on the existing story of Game of Thrones to set up this. You know, I, I understand houses and intrigue and there's always people trying to wear the heavy crown and when you get it, you regret having done what you did to get it, that kind of thing. That's that's age old. It's got a great look to it and it's got a good pacing to it. It was just slow enough to be interesting right. all the time for, for me. And the characters, the casting, that's the solid stuff. You know, watching it, when I see Matt Smith, and as much as I dislike Doctor Who, and that is a lot, I don't dislike the people who did that work. And when I see him, I'm like, my God, he looks so alien. He looks so interesting here. But then I just watch his performance, and I'm like, that's, that's a dude. You got to watch him. Right, like, he's right. dangerous. You got to be on, on the mind for him. Watching everybody else sort of navigate the threads that are going to hopefully, you know, be shown was was interesting to a neophyte to it, you know, and I, I guess it's an hour, I guess technically it's like a little over an hour, but I mean, there's long credits and stuff. You know, if it had been a two hour premiere, I don't know I would have felt that way going two hours in, not knowing how to really navigate that. Right. But an hour, I thought it did really well. Yeah. You know, I thought it stood on its, on its strengths very well and didn't really show any weak spots as far as I was concerned. <clears throat> the makeup, the makeup was great. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a guy whose name I'll probably butcher, even though it looks really easy. Is it um, Reese Ephons? Rise oh, Ephons? Yeah, I think it's Iphons. Yeah. Iphons. That guy, I see him pop up like in the background of films and shows I like all the time. Oh, yeah. And he plays a character named Otto Hightower in here, and I didn't recognize him at all. Yeah. Like I'm looking at him, I'm like, I kind of know you. And he looks he looks like he's sort of related in in real life, not in character to the main character in the story at the time, you know, the king. It, right. I'm like, they look very similar. And I'm looking. And then when I looked it up on IMDb, I went, son of a bitch. Right. Like, look at that. That's awesome. I love that guy in all of his, in any time he's on the air. Um, but it, 
there's a scattering of different things. They're juggling a bunch of stuff. And I guess the easiest thing to say is, yeah, I don't know how to rate it because it's the first episode, but I'm going to watch the second one. Right, right. And for someone who's new, I guess that means I really liked it. Yeah. You know? I think the key is, and obviously, um, you know, this is like, you know, a new Marvel movie at this point, yeah. right? Like everyone's going to go right. watch it. And, um, and I think the vast majority of those people are going to continue to watch it at least for a while. Yeah. Right? It's, it's got a built It's not in. like anyone's going to watch it for like two episodes and go, never mind. Right. Right. That, like yeah. you'd have never started watching You're in it for probably. A right. Right. Um, so at least for the vast majority of those people, but I think this, this show, what it's going to come down to just like it did in the other one, except that no one wanted to talk about it because all people were allowed to say was that it was great and everything, right? right. I think the original series is pretty good at best, actually. Yeah. It's not the world's greatest show uh, completely on its own. Right. What it is, is everyone fell in love with the actors. Yeah. And it's not their characters either. Right. Uh, you know, the characters were fine. The characters were pretty good. Right. But, you know, you've got like Jon Snow and Arya right. and, um, you know, Peter Dinklage and everything. Yeah. Like people fell in love with the people. Right. Yeah. And I think this is going to come down to exactly the same thing. Yeah. If if they have the right characters, yeah. and the right people <laughs> playing them, you know, then this will just be this massive forever. Yeah. Uh, just like the original one was, but I don't know. What if it doesn't? Right then, right. you know. Then, like I said, it's it's only a pretty good show. It, yeah. I I don't think that you know. Let's mix up all the actors and do it again. Right. And now it's still the greatest show ever. It's yeah. You know, then it's like a pretty good show. There's, <laughs> there's one spot near the end. I mean, if the show is an hour, I, I know it's a little more than that. But if it's an hour, I would say it's like at the 53 minute mark where it did the only misstep I thought it did in fan service, which is when he's talking to his daughter and he starts talking about a song of fire and ice. You know, I know these words well enough. I know the names and I'm like, this is some heavy handed bull crap. Like, what do you, what do you, you had to add? This is some weird, like executive note. We're like, we got to film this. We got to mention a song of fire and ice. It'll make everybody like rabid. And I'm like, you know, the crowd will scream Freebird at your concert. You don't have to say, you guys want to hear some Freebird? Like, (laughs) I thought that was the only strange misstep in what was a very cognizant of itself story. Like, I thought it actually was pretty trim and tight for what it was telling. The couple things I thought it would definitely have done that it didn't do, and I'm still kind of, like, strangely amused that it didn't. You know, there's a point when the king confused no not confused concerned about his queen giving birth you know and wondering like he's obsessed with getting a son as they all are and there's a moment where he should have asked about the gender of the child and didn't you know just made some decisions and i thought that seems sort of weird too. Right. But now I'm just sitting there nitpicking, having fun with especially, it. But I'm also like, especially since there's like three different parts in the show leading up to that, where someone else has said, it's the only thing he's ever cared about. Right. Right. And I'm like, this is of course the crux of his decision. He's got to say it now. And he just didn't. And I thought this is weird. So it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect right. encapsulation of stuff, but this is pretty right. strong. And uh, <laughs> so we, you know, that's, we won't talk about this forever, but it does give me an opportunity to bring up one of my biggest gripes of the Game of Thrones shows. Yeah. Because this show does exactly the same thing. And it just sort of drives me nuts. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, it's one of those things, uh, you know, when firemen go watch backdraft oh, or something right. yeah and they go all right this or, is a comedy you know whatever you know? yeah but you know the things always bugged me about games of game of thrones the show right because you know it doesn't mean anything to the books i suppose but uh and it's exactly the same in this and they super highlight it in this and everything and that is that they build these castle places and cities yeah God knows that they probably have like 18 (laughs) historical architecture experts or whatever, but they build all these cities and castles and, and display them exactly the way that they probably were. Right. Right. In our own history or whatever. Castles are built this way. The surrounding hovels and city spanning out. Yeah. God knows how long. Yeah. 
with uh, all the people milling about, and everything is constructed like castles were. Right. And there's, you know, obviously variety depending on the landscape yeah, and all you this want to stuff. Turret here or there. And yeah. you know what they don't do though is build them the way you actually would build them in a world where there were dragons and uh, winters sure. and and a constant state of war right. between everyone for thousands of years. Yeah. And it just drives me nuts. <laughs> Castle purist. If there were dragons, you wouldn't have these big open there areas. There are uh, there, you know, when you're in the city with the dragons, right, sure. some things would be different. Right. When you're, uh, you know, when you're <laughs> in a city that's been fighting the people with the dragons, right. and it, you also have to worry about winters coming right. all the time, you would build shit differently. Totally. You wouldn't build shit the totally. way that we did. This is really not funny. having those <laughs> This is Neil deGrasse Tyson watching the space movie. Like, yeah, you're it just is. like, look, light doesn't move that way in space. Uh, like, I just sit there. Come yeah, on. it is. Anyway, <clears throat> that's funny. All right. So uh, that's enough about that. But um, everyone's you know, going to watch it either way and it deserves it yeah and just because you brought it up i was not expecting my girlfriend to want to watch she's not really into the marvel stuff she sort of likes it but she's not at all invested in like the hierarchy of watching it all to get it all right she saw a clip of the she hulk show where uh ruffalo is talking to her and basically saying like this is how you have to control your anger and because my girlfriend is angry at everything, uh, she she loved it and she wants to watch it because Jen answers back, you know, I don't need help controlling my anger. I, I'm a woman in this world and I have to deal with men and these things and the system and the patriarchy. Yeah. I'm angry all the time and I never let it show. And my girlfriend was like, we're watching that show right yeah, now. And, and I just know- started cracking up and I'm like... Okay. We we Here already we talked a bit about that so show. That sold her. And... Uh, we talked about it last week too. Um, and yeah. you know, I like it, but it, yeah. but you got to know what you're right. getting into because right. it is very comic-y. Yeah. Right? right. And like, she's, you know, breaking the fourth wall the and time. she's like yeah. trying to, you know, mug for the audience yeah. and get some laughs once in a while and everything. Right. Um, and so it's very weird and it goes back and forth between haha, we're being silly. And then the next thing you know, we're like talking to Tim Roth while he's in the superhero <laughs> maximum prison, prison and like yeah. everything's very serious. Right. And, you know, so it's, it's a little strange. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting to have that in a show Yeah, and, and I like that, but that is a part for me where the show really has a built-in fault in having all this establishment race in the earlier parts, right? Because everything that happens in basically the first one and three quarter episodes, (laughs) like everything that happens throughout that is all like, if we could have had like a prequel movie where we just establish her or something, then she would have had the opportunity to actually have emotions right and have reactions and responses yeah and do things that let her you know show what her character would do in a certain situation instead of her having to just say everything all the time yeah and like that little part is cool that that's what how she responds and what she says and it's like you know screw you i'm a woman right uh, in this world and and yada yada but that really could have been big come and off done. better yeah. if we weren't in this super race where, yeah. you know, she can't go through the five stages of what she's doing. She has to just say it all. Right. right? She just right. <laughs> and it's so it's really like it, it is cool that that's in there, but it could have been, you know, so much more Hopefully, effective if we could have. Yeah, given it more time. And well, because the it, the big right? rule in Hollywood is show don't tell, right? If you can, and I don't know if she's going to like that show as much as she liked that clip, but I do know, as a strange bit of marketing, like they ought to know that that worked, right? Right, like because exactly. it didn't it didn't matter what else was in that. She, you know, I'm like they're gonna fight supervillain. She goes, I don't care, <laughs> right? Like I don't, I don't care. You know, she's gonna talk to the camera. I don't care. Yeah, like I like that she wants to, and it's. And it's easy for me to overlook that there probably aren't a lot of things that she gets to identify in various stages of pop culture. Right, sure. That's popular in right. pop culture. There's always a niche. Um, but 
So we're going to watch that. Right. But it, it's also for all of the other ways that it's a different kind of Marvel thing. It's also yeah. a different kind of uh, being able to have a heroine who's the focus. Right. In a different way. <laughs> With right? Yeah. Right. Where it's not just that we have to get the guy out of the Russian prison. And she's and, also not so simple. Like it's not that she's just always needing to be rescued because she's fragile or she's just dumb, but super like she's everything. Right, she right, is right. in essence, the total package of brawn brains, like everything that you need. There you go. Right. She's got it. So, all right. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so getting into this movie, if, uh, you happen not to be aware, the story of the movie is uh, some twenty-something rich brat kids, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or whatever, who decide to have a hurricane party, yeah, at uh, whoever's house. Um, so it's Pete Davidson's house. It's Davidson's right? that's parents' the, house. That's yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Pete Davidson is one of the people. And it's, um, God, you know, it's like six or seven people, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, the, the one girl we get like some, some pre, you know, some like establishment going on there where it's, uh, this one girl and her new girlfriend who, so we've got the whole get out thing going on again because she gets dragged to to this weird house. (laughs) She gets dragged to the rich people's place. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and like, you know, their, their whole plan is to be in this house. So the hurricane can happen here as opposed to leaving the place where the hurricane is going to happen. (laughs) Right. Uh, these, uh, this group of rich idiots, uh, are having a party and celebrating hurricane-ness or whatever, right? uh, because, uh, it's great big fun. And uh, and so then the connection is they start playing this bodies, bodies, bodies game, which I mean, I kind of assume everybody knows. But like, you know, you turn out the lights, somebody's a murderer, you touch somebody. Right. And then you have to try to decide who did it, whatever. And uh, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> because I'm going to tell you because this is actually like pretty early in the thing. Uh, so what happens is the hurricane really starts hitting. Yeah. And, uh, and then like the lights go out and, uh, and Pete Davidson, uh, it gets killed. Uh, Pete Damn, Davidson. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, he's in it just enough to yell at people and be an ass. Right. And, right. <laughs> and establish that fact. Yeah. And so now what happens is, uh, you get all these people and there's, uh, the, so, the one girl that we know, right, yep. most, uh, brought somebody that nobody else knows. There's another girl who brought a guy that right. nobody really knows that she has only known even for a couple of weeks. Right. And and then, like, hilarity ensues because someone's yeah. the killer and who we're did it. We're trapped. We're, we're, we're basically isolated yeah. here. And Pete Davidson is like outside at the time. Yeah. Um, but despite the fact that he's outside at the time, we're in like a really isolated place and there's like a massive hurricane going on. It's not like somebody came and right. showed up and killed him or something. Right. right? There's a, uh, there is at one point there's this other guy who's in the friend group who was there last night but left and oh, yeah, is right. mad. Yep. And Max. so for a while they're kind of going, well where's he and what happened right. to him and you know whatever. But basically, you know, the story is it must have been one of us and now everyone is turning on everyone and uh, right. you know going back and forth between who they don't trust and and uh, whatever hilarity ensues. So um, that's the basic uh, jive of the movie. I actually had a a lot better time with this movie than I thought I was going to because I knew what it was about. (laughs) Because all that stuff I said I knew, and I was like, well, hooray for that. Um, But... It, and, and, you know, it's almost it's it's really weird because the movie only exists to make fun of these people. Right. Really. 
um, there's there's not really like scares or like people getting killed. Pretty much when people get killed, it it is it's like the game. We find their body, right? There's uh, there's another girl dies later, yeah. and it's like, well, she's just at the bottom of the stairs. Right. And there's a, a guy who gets killed later, and and he does get killed when we're watching him get killed. Right. But there's not really anything scary about it, right? right. It's like a, we set up this whole situation that we're in where then, like, he gets killed. Yeah. And and it's not like, ah, someone's after us or whatever, you know? Yeah. So so there's not really, like, a scare factor much. Right. Um, maybe, like, a moment or two here. But it's really, like, the whole movie just exists to make fun of these people, which is very odd because the people it's making fun of are like the target demographic <laughs> right it's right. like yeah it's like how does that work although that in itself is very pete davidson kind of yeah. uh you know right anyway um but so really it's just all in this one house we're just in this house the whole time except for like the very beginning when we're on the way to the house right and it's uh, it's all, you know, looks like it might have been filmed with their phones as right. they're walking around in the dark. It's uh, not huge production value movie and yeah. it shows. Um, but also, I mean, it kind of works, you know, that it's yeah, th- that it looks yeah. like it's kind of filmed with a little camcorder or yeah, something. It doesn't sure. it doesn't look like secretly we're on like four different sets that are different parts of this house. We're just really in the house running around with a camera. Right. It gets a little weird at some points because uh, people keep having their phone on just to light up their face. Yeah. And you're like, why are they doing that? Like, (laughs) yeah, like once in a while you're like, you know, okay. Right. But they just keep walking around with their phone lit up for no reason, just because they have to hold it in front of their face because it's dark and we wouldn't be able to see them otherwise. And it's like, right. Eh, you might come up with some other right way to work that or something. Um, cause it gets old eventually. But, um, I surprisingly liked some of the people in the movie. Um, and, uh, there's one guy that the older guy, yeah. Who the girl brings, who I can't remember his name. Yeah, that might be it. Um, you know, I oddly yeah, him. like him yeah. in almost everything I see him. That in. dude's in a lot of stuff. He really he is. shows up. I didn't realize he's he's in he things. really is in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I just like him yeah. in like ev- just about everything. And I mean, on the good side of things, you know, because we were just talking about Tilda Swinton. I like him right. because. <laughs> yeah. He's in this goofball movie playing this goofball character. And I'm like, man, if that isn't that guy, right? right? Like that right. is exactly that weird smarmy guy who met this girl yeah. on Tinder or something. And you would have to be that, not to jump in, but you would have to be that guy perfectly the way he plays him to be around kids that are that much younger than you and still be able to hang out with them. Right. Like, right. cause you'd just be like, stop saying fetch I'm leaving right like I can't I can't be with you idiots <laughs> right, right. Like, or they would get rid of him right you know I mean yeah and so it's I don't know he he's really good in it yeah um anyway so we've gone on forever um so I gave this a six that's what I I nailed because that. and I feel like uh I could have taken a week and yeah. made this into something. Right. That was seven. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I could have fixed this movie uh, to a certain degree. I yeah. there are a few scenes I would have changed. There's some stuff that I would have done differently. Um, I would have had Pete Davidson's phone at the end not be such a stupid looking video. Yeah. There's like, you know, right. I would have reshot some things and fixed it. And then it would have been seven because right. that's as good as it was going to get. Right? right. But it was fun. And as much as it was all a goofball, eye-rolling bet of a movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because it's such a goofy thing. Yeah. But it was, like, fun. And there was some of, like, the writing when they start going off on each other that I was like, nah, all right, that's all right. That, yeah. was, that was pretty good, yeah. you know? But it's... But it's also just so goofball. But I, but uh, it's also not entirely for me anyway, right? It's like, uh, right. This is like, you know, you're in college and 
the keg arrived and how we put this on or whatever. Right. And then you're going to have a good time with this movie. And, um, it is, it is really like, I don't think I've said this in a while about anything, but it's really kind of like a group movie, right? Like you gotta, yeah, this is what you, you know, put on streaming right. now right? because <laughs> you right. didn't go rent it with your bunch of friends. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I really, there were a lot of times I was like, you know, if I was 25 and I had like eight of my friends over and we were watching this, we would have a good time. Right. Would the movie really be any better? I don't know, but we would have had like right. fun. Right. So, um, it's really for me like a movie like if you think you can get out anything out of it, you probably will. If you don't, you're probably just gonna go, This is stupid. Right. Like <laughs> Right. So uh anyway, that's my six. You know, it's funny, when we were when we were almost that age, um, we did have this film. It was Scream. And it was yeah, kind and of. it was amazing. Yeah. It was it was absolutely like the shot in the arm that that genre needed because it was fresh, it was funny, it had tons of of recognizable and great performances and faces and it was written both to be tense and funny and everybody did their job. And, right, it, was, right. and it was great. And that's what this wants to be and it falls way way far below it. Right. Your 6 is a little above average, my 4 is a little below average. I think we saw the same film and strangely I think we both think the same things but it's one of those instances where whatever like splinters for one of us is just we just pick at it. Right, I'm like right. this movie's so dumb and vapid and boring. I mean in some way it should be boring 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 right. instead of bodies bodies bodies. Right. Um there's no character in here to like. There's no attempt to make any one of them really likable or enjoyable. You could argue that the girlfriend is maybe the one who's the avatar for that, but I I don't necessarily think so there. I think that on a small level, and maybe, and I have to, I mean, I try to play fair even when I'm biased about it. Maybe this shows my age a bit. There's a there's a small degree of, and I know you love it when people always, you know, try to say Schadenfreude, you know, but there's something about this where if you're old enough to look on this and watch this kind of film the same way, I detest watching a Kardashian show, but <laughs> right, others right. want to watch it because they love the drama. They just want to see people going at each other and right. saying things and interpersonal like conflict and, like, is this fuel. It. Right. So you're either watching it because you really care about these characters or you just really care about <clears throat> watching them screw up. Right. So, okay, I get that too. This film could have just cemented a, a, a destination for itself. It could have been funnier if it had really tried. Right. And it could have been scary if it had tried. I think I chuckled at one moment, but I genuinely don't remember what that line was. I can't even ruin it because I can't even remember it. But I remember the actress who said it. And I think she maybe had both of the lines that I thought were funny in the film. I just, it, it's hard to not necessarily watch a film. Like when I watch, when I watch any slasher film, just for the sake of nostalgia, whether that's a new Halloween movie or Jason movie, whatever, Chucky, anything, right, right. you're not really there to watch the characters or care about them. They're meat. They're an entree. What you want to do is see the interesting and fun ways that the killer dispatches them. You know, how much blood can I take? Uh, what's What can you do to me with a ski pole I've never seen? You know, that kind of dumb stuff. This film limits itself to a very interesting place. This house is sort of interesting. But again, the conceit is we're going to walk around with phones, both playing a game where you would never use your phone to play this game outside of the room where the game actually happens. But then when you're actually trying to find out who's killing your friends, you you wouldn't do it this way. I'll give the movie credit that it builds a false sense of the cat jumping on the piano keys and doesn't really ever deliver it. So that's the detriment. But it's got plenty of moments where the long shadows of these rooms are very tense looking. Right. Like somebody's going to come out of there. They're going to turn around and the light of their iPhone is going to show somebody standing in the corner, you know, and, that stuff never happens. I wanted it to. It would have been a better film if right. it had done any of these things. So in summary, I guess, to say every choice that this film had, including the revelation of who did it, 
at the end, really. I mean, who who started this all off? Who kills Pete Davidson? Right. Absolutely mishandled every single thing it could have put its hands on. In in a way that the end revelation you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like I thought that was just stupid. Yeah, like the so, way that they did it, like there's a way to do what they did, but not the way they did it. Like it was fumbling and clumsy and every single thing that showed promise, like some of those sh- shots of them going through the house together, there's some real clever stuff there when you walk it back and you're like, oh, this person died because of this action, because of this person's other action. Like that's actually kind of fun right. and smart. It's not all stupid, stupid. But to bring it together the way that they did, I you know I groaned. I'm like, oh god, you you dummies. Yeah. It it has an R rating, so it could have let itself go. And and to be fair, it did mostly with language and a bit of visceral stuff. Right. But it's just only as good as it can be. Trying to do what you said, I would have said it too. It's it's basically trying to attract this audience that it's literally making fun of right. for its attention, for its diction. That moment where one girl says, uh, when she's picking up a knife and she says, you're acting like a psycho. And the other one says, that's ableist. And I'm like, you guys don't even know what you're saying anymore. Right. Now you're just saying words that you've been programmed to say. And maybe that's the, maybe well, that's right, the satire. Because that's, that's but the I'm, point. I'm getting it and they're not. And one of those kids has to get it. One of those kids has to say, that word doesn't mean what you think it means, Keith, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I do. I, that movie sucks. I, I don't I don't know that they, they do because, uh, I mean, you know. But that's the try, smallest trying to be Trying to be nice to the movie, right? Sure. Like, the, those are who those people I, are. I know. I and know. And they're all like that. They Vapid don't. They don't have a friend who. I know teaches them how the world really is, or they wouldn't be like that in the first place. The best <laughs> one there that would have done it and and did it in many other ways was Jordan. Um, the the woman who actually picks up the meat cleaver and is like, I'm going to start finding out who did what. Right. You know, she's the strongest of that cast when you have the cast that they have. And, right. you know, I liked her the most because she actually was sort of like, no nonsense bullshit. None of you are killing me. Right. I'll kill every one of you first. And then you're like, well, then that makes you kind of the killer. Right. You know, so there's a bunch of fun yeah. Scooby-Doo things I, here. I but- thought, um, so I thought, you know, going back to the thing, she, it's the same person, I think. Um, it's like the airheadiest of the group, yeah. right? And yeah. and she does that all the time. And there's this one part where they're in this huge fight over uh, people actually being killed. And, you know, she's like, you're silencing me. And it's like all of these... Right. You know, all of these things that people say. Right. Right. I want my safe only, space. Only now we're putting it in a, right. like a really weird context. And they're still saying it right. because... They're idiots. Right. Yeah. And it's all they've got. Right. And, you know, I thought the movie did a fairly good job of actually doing the making fun of people that it was trying to do. Yeah. It's just that a lot of the movie around it didn't work. And like the end. Right. I love the end of this movie in theory. The idea is great. Um, But the main problems were. The video is stupid, yeah. and the video didn't need to be stupid, right? Right. The dude is like high out right. of his mind right. and been drinking and yep. and everything else, and it doesn't have to be totally stupid looking. Right. It just has to achieve the same result. Right. And it and it's fine. You could be basically you could be really high and really drunk yeah. and do something stupid. Right. You don't have to over. Play less, that, right? Less jackass, more accident. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And and then you get to the same thing. But even if they yeah. had done that, right, the movie still didn't quite earn that ending. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think that is I think that's like a world class ending. I think the theory of the theory that, of it. Uh, you watch this whole movie yep. and now right. here's where we really are. And like you said, now we're like thinking back to all the stuff and going, yeah. well, wait, I mean, wow, this you know, whatever that I think that's a really good ending. They just don't come anywhere close to, you know, it's like Pete Davidson made this pitch for five seconds and had the ending. Right. And someone was like, well, yeah. Right. Right. And then it was like, oh, well, now we have to write the whole movie that leads to that ending. Right. And we didn't know. We didn't really have any idea how to write that whole movie. A lot of it is close-ish, yeah. right? Uh, uh, there, are, there are a lot of parts of 
Now we find another body. Now we're all reevaluating any, everything right. that were pretty cool. Right. right? There was, uh, I thought there were several moments, especially in, you know, whatever, I'll sort of spoil something, I guess. We find the girl at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Right. And right after that, for like 10 or 15 minutes, I thought the movie was really good. It's one of the better parts of the whole film. Everyone all of a sudden is like, well, wait, I kind of thought it might have been her. Right. Or I kind of thought this or that. Or I thought it was you. But now that it's, you know, she's dead, you right. don't make sense anymore. And everyone's trying, right. everyone's going, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Right. A lot of that was really good. If the whole movie would have been like that, and then you had that end, then it would have been cool. But we were yeah. too focused on uh, the other thing the movie wanted to do, which was, you know, so harshly make fun of these people. Right. And there's another part that I thought is really good, and you don't realize it's really good until you get to the end, right? right? And that's when they get the guy in the gym, right? right? Because that scene was dorky. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess this is what we're going right. to say happens or whatever. But then you get to the end and, and you're like, you back okay, like, that actually was a pretty good scene. That's great. <laughs> right? The strength of the movie for me, in all honesty, and I mean like three stars out of four, is in what it does better than anything. Even though... I found the cast, uh, the cast to be good. Strangely, I found the cast to be great. I just think all the characters are unlikable. It is very effective, and I think this is sometimes, certainly me as an audience member doing a lot of the heavy lifting. But I love movies that are whodunits because I like looking at a film and going, "I'm going to figure this out." Right, right. And the movie does a great job in its speedy sort of brevity of getting through things to give everybody an opportunity being like, you could be it. Right. You could be it. And, and then what it does from and distracting that, the audience from trying to think about sure. anything. Because it, because, right? and there's a, there's a fun scene where everybody's in a room really throwing accusations at each other. And then everything gets kitchen sink fought because right. now they're like, well, right. you're a horrible human being. Cause in third grade you took my scrunchie. Right? right. But there's also, there's a fair amount of the thing where you don't trust anybody. Cause everybody could be, you know, the, this bad thing. There's a fair amount of knives out where, you know, there's a weird murder that happens. And at the end, you realize it's actually sort of strange how everybody acted after that. You right, know, right. that kind of unraveling. But watching every single character, I will say this, there is a moment of total believability that every one of the characters that are alive at that moment could have been that killer. Right. And they all make a great point for it. Right. And that's part of the fun of the game. Like other people play the game, they call it werewolf or it's just, you know, whatever. But you're in it. And as games go, it's among us. You know, right, you're right. really just trying to say like, I think it's the orange shirt because right. nobody saw him. Right. You know, and you're like, the hell, I was behind you all the time. What are you behind me for? You know, that kind of thing. That movie does it. Uh, the movie does that better than I thought it was going to, but it just, you know, just started falling I, off. I think the scene, uh, and we got to wrap up here pretty yeah. quick, but I think this scene also that you sort of touched on where we get to a certain point in the movie where all of a sudden we have this scene, like you said, with everyone who's left alive, yeah. where <laughs> uh, now all the walls are down and the gloves are off right. and it turns out we all hate each other. Right. Right. And even the people who are dead, well, they all hated you too. Right. And they all yeah. hated everybody. Right. And then it turns out that we just have this group of people who spend their whole lives together because yeah. this is the circle of friends and they all hate each other and always have. And they're, and they're being honest, right? right. They're yeah. not, yeah. I'm not trying to be mean to you. So I'm saying it, right. I'm just saying, look, shit, people are dying all over. I might right. as well tell right. you the truth. Yeah. And that scene, even though that scene could have been much better too, but that scene was really good, yeah. I thought. That scene was like, yeah. you know... Everything that works is working. Everything about our lives yeah. is bullshit, and right. we all hate each other, and right. whatever, and now we're all going to get killed or whatever. Like, that was a cool scene. Right. Uh, that, that was pretty good. So, ultimately... Right. Like the movie is really kind of crappy. It is. And whether, you know, it's average, give or take a point. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it that's is. exactly it's just, where, that's where we, we are. are right. Yep. Yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, just kind of, uh, 
have goofy fun sure. type movie. Like it's really pretty good. And yeah. it's just that, like I said, I could have fixed this movie and made it a seven and then it still would have just been a seven. Right. I don't care how much money you throw at right. this or how many <laughs> right. times right. you rewrite it. You know, seven and a half maybe, maybe. but that would have been def- a fun <laughs> seven and a half. Some of yeah. them are great. Then it would have been a lot different. Yeah. Right. But even still, uh, I thought, um, you know, it depends on how you can look at things and the making fun of and do we have to like anybody and, you know, certain things like that are going to hit people different just yeah. like it did with us. Yeah. But at the end of the day, still, it was fun and it had a lot of things that it did right. Like, yeah. like I said, I was completely surprised because if this movie, you know, there's like three or four things, whatever, that we really liked. There's a few scenes we liked yeah. and and even, you know, the, this is horrible because i'm not going to look up who this is but the girl who's like the airhead yeah i thought she was good yeah uh, i mean she was like wah but you know what the movie needed not i don't think you needed to like anybody even though you think you need to like somebody and you know whatever i don't know that you needed to like anybody but somebody needed to be a little bit more like blair on facts of life where you still hate her right but you know, it's like fine. Well, it's you have Blair. to. You have like, to. You, there's. You still are kind of like her, even though she's horrible to everybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you, and you still ultimately kind of dislike her, but you like like her. You know, whatever. Yeah. Somebody could have maybe been like that, where you you at least have yeah. kind of a little connection or something. In but. a film like this, again, I feel like there's more options. There's a gradient, and I know we're getting out of here, but I think unless you have a slasher who you don't care about anybody, right. you by default are setting up a cast of characters that you should care about somebody. Now, like you gotta I have somebody was, I was fine so, with this movie and what yeah. it was trying to do. I was fine with it going, look, these are awful people, and yeah. I don't want you to like any of them. And it, you know, that's the whole point. None of them like any of them either. Right. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, so why would you? Right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, but you know, it was a pretty good time. Um, yeah. Next week, as I said, uh, we'll get to Samaritan and, uh, 3000 years of longing. And I'm going to try and get uh, kind of a rundown on some, uh, upcoming things to stream just because there yeah. are no movies to go see. Right. <laughs> apart from, we could go see Top Gun again. Apart and from push uh, that money these, yeah, higher. Who That's knows? crazy. All right. Thanks for tuning in and yep. uh, go see all the stuff we told you to and, uh, you know, like us, yeah. share with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and all that other good stuff. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.